Good morning, church. Coming to you on a Sunday. For the rest of the year, I plan on coming to you on a Sunday. Uh, until we, you know, eventually move into a building and all those things, which could be by the beginning of the year. But we'll see. You know, God's, God's you know, God's will, whatever that looks like. I'm excited for you today. I'm excited to bring you this word. Um, it's going to be a mini-series, so I'm excited for that. It's crazy to think we're already in December. But, man, I really believe that this year, it's just been a great reminder that it's just, man, life is short, right? Nothing is forever. Uh, we can't take everything for granted and or lose sight of what we have. And when you have a relationship with God, when you have roots in Jesus, it's easy to reflect on those things and see it. Uh, but it made me think of, man, how it was like before. And what that could be like in this moment if I didn't have a relationship with God. I mean, it's really a, a terrifying thought. Because I know for me, man, I would probably be cold-hearted. I would be careless. I'd be self-serving. Man, it would not be good. And this year would have messed me up. And I probably would have messed up uh, my life even further. So I'm very grateful for that relationship. Um, and so today... As we start this mini-series, it's going to be a part one of a two-part series. We're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And today's message is called, Dangers of the Day. Dangers of the Day, because our current life is one that's always evolving. And if we aren't mindful, if we aren't intentional in the things that we're doing, oh man, we could become the very things that we're trying to avoid. And so, of course, I want to make sure that we go to the Lord with it, right? That we pray. It's like uh, my brother uh, Ronnie says, man, because if God ain't in it, then we ain't winning, right? God ain't in it, you ain't winning. So we want to go to the Lord first and just ask for him to, to do a work in us so we be receptive of what he wants us each to do. And so let me just pray and we'll jump into today's message. Father, I just thank you. Um, I thank you for this year, and I know it's been one that's been trying. It's uh, pressed many buttons in everybody's life, uh, but Father, man, I know that there is purpose and uh, that you use circumstances and situations like this um, to grow us in ways that normally we wouldn't grow. And so, Father, I just thank you for the fruit um, that has been produced, even in the pandemic, even in this season, and even in man the hardships that we endure. And I just pray that we would continue to press into you, that we would continue to trust you, that we would walk in faith and not led um, by our circumstance, not led by the emotions from our circumstance, um, but we'd be led by you in all things. So just speak to us this morning. Uh, man, continue to do a work in our minds and our hearts uh, so we could, man, just reflect you in a way that always honors you. We just love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 9 is what we'll be diving into today. So let's start. Starting with verse 1, it says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. 
They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, love pleasures rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres oppose Moses. They have deprived minds and a counterfeit faith. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janus and Jambres. Mm. Man, uh, Paul be spitting. Right, he, he always coming with some real stuff, and he's always telling it like it is. And man, I know I need that, and I know that you need that as well. We need somebody that's going to be a truth teller, telling us the truth of situations, not what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. And it starts with this truth right here: our days will have difficulties. It's part of it. Church, it sucks. I know it. I know that we all wish we could skip over the difficult parts of life. Uh, man, but whether we like it or not, we all have them. We all experience them, and it's not something we can just overcome this way. So, verse 1, it says this. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Very difficult. You should know this. You should understand this. You should expect this. Don't be surprised by this. We will have difficulties. 2020 I know, like I was saying earlier, it's it's been a constant reminder of that. But something, man, that we forget or that we overlook whenever things are going good, right? You know the old saying is, what does it say? Uh, uh, don't forget to thank God uh, when he's answered what you've prayed for. See, sometimes, man, we try to stay in the moment past the moment. Because we don't want to think or we don't want to acknowledge that something good has to come to an end. But spoiler alert, everything has an ending. Everything has an expiration. And as much as it sucks, it's the truth. So you're probably like, are we in our last days then? Is Jesus returning soon? Is he coming tomorrow? Man, I get all that. Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. I'm not even a prophet. So for me to say that. It's kind of it's beyond me because technically speaking, yes, we are in our last days, right? We're not getting any younger. Um, but for me to say that Jesus returned tomorrow or that we're going to see his return or we're going to see the things that are going to transpire leading up to that. Man, that's beyond my sight if I'm just being honest with you. But what I can tell you is that we will have difficulties as part of our life and Man, that's just the truth. That's a fact. But they don't have to be the highlight of our story. And Isaiah 43, uh, verse 2 says something that was so powerful. And it was just, man, it really speaks to this. And I just want to share it with you. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That's such a powerful verse. It says when, when, when these things happen, when it's going to happen. 
when these things happen, remember, with God, it's still going to be a win. It's still going to be a win. When you're going through deep waters and you're just like, oh, man, this is overwhelming. This is scary, man. I can't see the bottom of the floor. I don't even know how deep this is. You know, you lose that sense of security that you once had. That's a scary feeling. But church, mm, no matter how deep the depths are that we have to travel through, one truth always remains in that moment. God is still with us. Amen. Mm. Win is still a win. So when we're going through the rivers of difficulty, right? Things are going difficult, man. When you're going through a river of difficulty, man, you can feel all the pressure coming against you, right? It's trying to knock you over. It's changing directions. It's coming out of this way. It's moving this way. You're like, man, this is this is overwhelming. And under normal circumstances, under a normal situation, man, it really should take us out. It really should drown us. But we don't have any normal relationship with God. Why? Because, man, we have a special relationship, church. One that he's on our side. One that the fact is he's a living God. So that means that he's active and he's present in our life. So when we're going through the rivers of difficulty, he's going to give us his will that will lead us up a stream. That normally should be coming against us and pushing us the opposite direction. He's going to push us over it. Mm, that's so good. Because what came to drown us out, he will drown out. Amen. When you're walking through fires of oppression, man, these would be things that are just overtaking us, things that should consume us, things that, man, should really leave a mark, leave a lasting mark, uh, man, by the pain and the experiences. and It should really try to keep us from fulfilling God's plan. But we have God, right? And God is our flame returning. He's our oxygen mask when we're in those moments, when we're in those trials, when we're walking through those flames. Because what happens instead of us getting consumed, we get purified. So he uses it to strip off things that we were never meant to carry in the first place. Praise God. Can we get a praise break right now? Mm, God is so good. Because a win... These things happen, it's still a win because we have a relationship with God. Mm. So when difficulties of life come, God is still going to work and he's still going to get glory from it. It's like that song by Jonathan Taylor. I, I suggest you search it. It says, you get the glory from this. And everything that's hard and it's enduring and we're just like, man, it sucks right now. God is still going to get glory from it. It's not going to change the fact that it's still going to be a win. We just have to be patient and get into the other side of it. But here's the thing. When we're in those difficult situations, I know that it's easy for us to resort to what we know. But I really got, I felt put it on my heart to say, look, man, I know you want to go to what you know. But what you need to do is instead go to who you know. We need to go to him. Amen. We need to go to him because if we're not going to him, then a lot of times we're going to rely on ourselves. And this is what I want you to see today. Self-serving religion can never save. It can never save. You can't save yourself no matter how many things you try to chase after in this life and you try to use it as a tool to save you. It's never going to work. Because you can only be saved by the one who came to save you. Amen. Verse 2 says, For people will love only themselves and their money. 
They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. You see, when you have a self-made perspective, you create a self-serving attitude. That's what happens. You know the old expression, oh man, you think you all that in a bag of chips. You see, when you have a self-made perspective, a self-serving attitude, man, you're going to be something all right. You're going to be like one of them bags of chips at the stores nowadays. You're going to be filled up with nothing but air. Instead of giving out compliments, now you want to be the compliment. You want to be seen on the scene. You become unappreciative of the things that you have. Uh, man, you begin to chase after whatever you feel like catches your eye or your desire. The respect that you once had for elders becomes, hey, man, put some respect on my name. What about me? Things that were once meaningful become meaningless. Man, a self-made perspective creates a self-serving attitude. But church, it doesn't stop with there with those things. Check this out. Verse 3 says, they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. So you can go from having a heart that was good, that was kind, that was forgiving, man, to being cold, hard, harsh, to the point that you can't even control it. In fact, man, unless you're being cruel or you're being hateful, you won't even feel correct. You won't even feel right. Because what was once good now becomes something that you can't stand. But like them late night info commercials, but wait, there's more. Verse 4 says, they will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, love pleasures rather than God. Hmm. Man, you go around having this mind frame, having this perspective, trying to save yourself. What happens eventually is you're going to start setting fires to the friendships and the bridges that you've created. And you're going to be careless with it, thinking that you know what's best, that you're doing things the right way because it makes you feel good in the moment of doing them. Man, before you know it, your one commandment is, is going to be loving yourself. And God, he's not even going to be in your top ten. Church, does that sound like a way to salvation, to a way to being saved? Man, does that sound even appealing? Even like it's going to help you, it's going to help your friends, it's going to help your family. A self-serving religion can never save. What happens is you end up becoming an empty shell. In the beginning, you seem undestructible, like nothing can ever stop you. But then there comes a Humpty Dumpty moment. And what I mean is everything will come crashing down. And you will be left in such, man, disarray and destruction that you won't even be able to lift yourself up. These are the dangers of the days that we live in. And it's not some made up thing. Like as much as, as he was talking any of these things, man, these things, man, are not a fantasy. They're going on right now in people's lives. And if we're not careful, it could happen to us as well. Because it says in verse 5, they will act religious. But they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Church, before, man, COVID had us all wearing masks. Let's be real. Let's keep it real all the way. There were some church people, and sometimes we're that church people that are saying we're spiritual, but we're putting on a mask too. 
Paul said they act religious. But man, they end up what they're really doing is rejecting God and rejecting the way that He's trying to transform them and work through them, work work around them. Man, they become actors. And they're not doing just a regular job. They're doing some Denzel performances, okay? So good, it seems authentic. It seems real. But God sees everything. And God knows when you're putting on an act. Nothing can be hidden from Him. So when if we're that person, then thankfully God is that person that's willing to be up in our business because He loves us and He cares for us. And so you're like, man... How do I avoid that? I don't want to be that person. This is what we got to do, church. Stay in His truth. Stay in His truth. You see, what you stay in is vital to what comes out of you. Let me say that again. What you stay in is vital to what comes out of you. If you've been producing some things in your life that you wish you weren't, you probably should look at the things you've been staying in. Because when you stay in things you're not supposed to, you're opening yourself up to things that you're not supposed to be involved in. And you produce things you were never meant to. Verse 6 says, They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and they win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. You see, when you stay in the guilt of sin, when you stay in your desires, you become vulnerable um, you become controlled and burdened. Man, you don't even realize who you're letting into your home or who you are uh, letting win you over. It's easy to miss the red flags, uh, man, when you're not looking for them and your mind and, and your heart and everything else. Man, it's elsewhere. It's not even there. If you stay in this truth, though, that guilt from your sin, that conviction... It turns into repentance. Your desires turn into his desires. Those burdens will dissipate. It will disappear. That control turns into being led. Man, and those actors, those performances, and they start to look not nothing like Denzel. They start to look like that straight to DVD material. Vulnerability transforms into resiliency. Hmm. So good. Verse 7 and 8 says, Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth, just as Janus and Jambres oppose Moses. They have deprived minds and a counterfeit faith. <laughs> Man, you'll be playing around. I just, I just love it. And women, I want to say this up front. Okay, don't take offense because it said woman. I know you're hearing that. You're like, okay, what about the men? The men are way worse than us. You probably are if we're being truthful. But it's talking to all of us. It's not just talking to you. It's talking to everybody. Because when we stay in our emotions, and that's the only thing that we're listening to, that's the only thing we want to hear. Man, we follow what is pleasing to us instead of what is accurate and what is biblical. And so if you went to church and you heard the word of God and it's, it was spoken accurately and it was biblically, and then you turned around and you were like, and you know what? This place, this pastor, this worship, man, it just it just didn't do it for me. I didn't feel anything. I didn't I didn't really get anything out of this. Um, I wasn't even moved. Maybe maybe you're listening to your emotions, letting it lead you in and steer your ship. 
Remember, a self-serving perspective creates a self-serving attitude. You're like, man, but you know what? I didn't. I really didn't like that pastor because the things he was saying, man, it really it made me think about the things I was doing, and I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't like that much. Or check this one out. Maybe you went to the church and you're like, you know what? I went there. Nobody even told me hi. I can't. I can't with that church. They didn't even tell me hi. This is my first time. That's how they're going to treat me? Church, I, I hate to, to say this, but that sounds self-serving. That sounds like Janice. That sounds like Jambres opposing Moses. That's counterfeit faith. That's your mind being corrupted. See, walking in faith isn't walking in your emotions, letting it steer your ship. Staying in His truth, it allows you to walk in faith despite how you feel, despite what you see, despite what you're experiencing, what your current situation is. Man, it keeps you humble. It keeps you from placing a pastor or a church above God. You're able to see your faults. You're able to stay moldable and teachable. Man, staying in the truth is so important, church. Verse 9 says, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janice and Jambres. You see, when you stay in everything but him, by the time you realize it's a mistake, it's going to be too late. The writing zone will be on the wall. Everybody else has already seen it before you even see it. It's not going to be good. God is loving. He's caring. Um, but he's also just. And when I'm saying this, I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, the bed you make, eventually you're going to have to sleep in it. And staying in this truth, it keeps you from being a fool. It keeps you from, man, Receiving all the reckoning that follows everything that is in his truth. And I don't know about you, but all those dangers, man, I'm willing to avoid those. I could, I got enough things going on in my life. I don't need those things added to it, to the difficulties, right? So church, we got to stay in his truth. That's how we avoid that. So my challenge for all of us this week is to grow your roots. Grow your roots. I'm trying to grow my roots all the time. Grow your roots, and I'm going to give you four ways to do this, okay? First way, pray. Pray. Spend time in prayer. Pray about everything, not just one thing, not just the hard things. Pray about everything. And praying is it's not just one-sided affair. It's a conversation with your father. It's you letting out how you're feeling, but and you got to spend some time listening to, okay? But pray, 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 pray. That's the first thing we need to do. The second thing is we need to read. We need to read the word. Because if you're not spending time reading the word, then how are you going to know all the resources available to you? How are you going to know the tools and how to use the tools? That's what reading this word does. It gives you knowledge, but also the instructions of how to live this stuff out. And that's the third thing. We got to live this stuff out. We can't just be reading these things and just, okay, I'm good. Now expect me to have patience. Now I expect all these things to come because I read what his word said and I prayed about it. Church, we got to live this out. We got to put this into action. And the fourth thing is repeat. Start the process all over again. 
Pray, read, live it out, repeat. Don't get bored with consistency. Don't do it. You see, because, man, whenever we're consistent, we're not getting bored with it, that's what makes difficult days manageable ones. That's what makes your perspective his perspective. Your desires, his desires. Your sight, his sight. Your heart, his heart. His truth becomes absolute truth. We have to stay in the truth, church. You see, the deeper your roots are, man, the greater and the more stable and larger and just robust trunk that God is going to create in you and through you to produce such, man, lavish fruit. Don't be so fruitful. God said, man, be fruitful and multiply. You see, when your roots aren't right, your fruit isn't going to be right. And the copies that you're making of yourself, man, they're going to be way off. We have to stand in this truth. There's going to be difficult days. There's going to be times that we want to make things about us. But we have to be reminded that it's not about us. Stay in this truth. Grow your roots this week. Let me pray. Father, I thank you. Ah, man. I thank you that you want to use us for things that are larger than ourselves. That allows us to be involved with people that we never thought we would be. To accomplish things that we never thought we would be able to. And it's all for your glory, Lord. It's all for people to see that you truly love them. That even when they are self-serving, it doesn't change the fact that you accept them and that you're willing to work with them, that your arms are still open waiting for them to run to you. Father, help us all be those people that run to you, that do your will, that do what you say, that spend time speaking with you, that have long conversations the same way that we do with friends or family, whether it's we do it with text or we do it on Facebook, we do it on on Instagram, Snapchat, on phone calls, FaceTime, all these different things. Uh, But when it comes to you, we try to give you the short end of the stick. Father, forgive us. Help us be better at investing our time with you, investing our time reading, investing our time living these things out. And not getting bored, being consistent, and repeating this process. Because, Father, I know that it's one that's going to bear much fruit in each person's life. Because you are willing to do that for us. But we have to be willing to come to you. And let you shape us and mold us and teach us. And live these things out. So, Father, we ask for your help to grow our roots. So we can produce fruit that is lasting man, and reaches far beyond what our normal reach would be. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I love you. Man, I pray this blessed you. I pray this would encourage you. Uh, Man, I know sometimes I'll be speaking on some stuff that's not easy to hear, um, but it's needed, okay? I'm not one to, to say things that is pointed just at you. I'm talking to myself as well whenever I say all these things. Because I'm a flawed individual. I need Jesus just as much. And so I pray that we would all grow our roots this week. And it would be a process that we would always continue. And we would pass on to others. But I love y'all. God bless y'all. I'm excited for part two. Dangers of the day. Let's go conquer the day.